0: So it is, it's Tuesday, uh, June, what day, June 6th, June 6th, Mm -hmm. it's the 6th already, time is flying by, and June, June is my second favorite month, Uh, May is my favorite month, because it's my birthday, my anniversary, it's Mother's Day, I love May, but then June is like when you settle in to do whatever summer things mean to you, and um, I was just telling Kevin, our guest today, that One of the things that's important to me this summer is to to manage my time and thus my energy so so that I can be with the people I want to be with, spend time building relationships with people, family, friends, colleagues in a way that is meaningful and that I'm not thinking about something else. That I can be with the person that I am without thinking, oh, I forgot to send that email, or I forgot to make that post, or I forgot something, something. So I'm leaning into, um, last week I did a uh, live demonstration on in, in the Rise Above Noise Facebook group. Um, and on Zoom, it's in my YouTube of a tool that I'm going to be leaning into. Uh, it's called uh, Growth Tools, Idea Lab Growth Tools, Growth Tools. Anyway, and I bought this to do my social media planning because I am. If this is what I want to tell everybody here, if you can be very strategic and thoughtful and make your lists and do what you need to do to show up on the regular. Now we're talking about authenticity today this has some authenticity to it. I'm not saying that it's not fully authentic, but it is scheduled posts. So it's not necessarily in the moment. So when you do those strategic posts, when you're so what you'll be seeing from me this summer will be um, things about how to get more opens with great subject lines, how to build your email list, how to make your emails more Uh, personalized, why click-through rates matter, like all the the things, right? The facts, the things that you're like, oh, right, Susan does email. Oh, right, Susan helps with digital marketing. Um, So those will be the things that I post. And then, right, showing up authentically in the conversations and in the interactions um, on whatever platforms. I spend time in LinkedIn and uh, some time in Facebook, even though Kevin, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but the social media right now, I don't know if other, I think other people are feeling like this, where we open up our computer to do our work and all of a sudden it feels like there's a fire hose of of things just happening. And my God, I need to do TikTok. I need to do Instagram. I'm not, I need to interact. I need to do email. I need to write my blog, like all the things. And some people will either go not doing any of it or they'll try to do all of it and they'll just burn themselves out so so what are the things that we can do to build relationships within business but also relationships i think we're going to talk about relationships in general right in the real world this business world and this the real world and so being having um i'm thinking right now for some reason of like train tracks that show us the direction to go, but knowing we can get off at the stops to explore a little bit, but absolutely knowing where we're going. So that was, uh, so now now everybody has had a little uh, taste of my stream of consciousness today. That's kind of where I was going with this, is be strategic, make sure you're building relationships, and do the things that matter, and let go of anything that isn't serving you. That is that is really my mantra for this week. And in, in in people in the Rise Above Noise community, they know that I love to shine the spotlight on people who will help our community members find the tools, the resources, the ideas that are going to help them improve in some way. And that's why I asked uh, Kevin to come on. T- to the rise above noise community today to talk about um human interaction and, and relationships. So I'm gonna um, go ahead and read your official bio, Kevin. So
1: Kevin, well, right before we do that, can yeah, I jump in? Of course, and just make a little comment. I know people don't even know who I am yet, but just to make a little comment because I really enjoyed the stream of consciousness. But the message that I was hearing was, and especially for your summer, you know, coming into summer is there is so much noise out there and trying to to reduce all that noise like when you open your computer and it's all the social media and blasting everywhere and for me i don't listen to podcasts because that's too much more information coming in and it just gobbles my brain now i love pulling in information but it gobbles my brain So trying to just calm some of that noise and get a little more focused on what really matters to you and your goals in life and and that kind of, that's kind of the message I was getting. Yeah,
0: you got me pegged, right? The name of my business is Rise Above Noise. It's just really good. And my mantra (laughs) mantra this summer is quiet the noise, right? Quiet the noise, but be strategic and do what you need
1: to do. Sure, intentional, yeah.
0: So now you guys know that Kevin Strauss... Like he spends his time in emotional health and that's part of it, right? We're going to talk about that. So he is an emotional health and innovation consultant. He is the CEO of Uchi LLC, and he focuses on what drives behavior. Um, He's dedicated to making life easier and happier. How can anybody argue with that? He started out in biomedical engineering, and he's a problem solver, right? He finds solutions. So he's got like 80 patents. He's no slacker. He's got 10, more than 10 research publications, two innovation awards. And he has a book called Innovate the 1%. He's worked in human behavior for two decades. And I loved that in our conversation, our first conversation, we talked about identifying emotional health and we we made that distinction between emotional health and mental health as uh, so identified uh, identified emotional health as its driver and human connection as the primary supporter. Um, so the app Uchi has been created to help nurture authentic connections with the people closest to you. In addition, you can know that. Kevin is a but not a slacker again 22 year injury free Ironman triathlete and coach so when I asked. um, Kevin what is his superpower he did say it's innovation and problem solving so tell me more about that part of you Kevin and
1: well. Thank you for the platform. It's it's really exciting to be here and have this conversation with you and the audience and everything. Um, I'm excited to, to share and see where it goes because I'm not exactly sure where it's going to go. No, nope, we'll <laughs> figure it out. But that's okay. Um, yeah, so problem solving, innovation, um, it really has just shown up in all areas of my life. And, you know, as The bio says you know, I started out in engineering, mechanical, and then a master's in biomedical engineering. And it's all about problem solving. Although, truth be told, I really learned how to solve problems from being basically my father's apprentice for the first 18 years of my life. That's where I really learned how to solve problems. I think that's what was really kind of ingrained in me. Because we fixed the washing machine, the lawnmower. We restored a Mustang convertible. You know we add an addition onto the house, and not everything goes perfectly. Well, when does anything ever go perfectly, right? Right? So you got to figure out how to solve that. And you know, engineering seems like a natural place to go, of course, um, solve problems and and it's been great. you know the the career in engineering and biomedical engineering medical device has been super, super fun, um helping solve really tough problems, mostly in like the spine world, but also human behavior. and um, and that's really rewarding, you know, helping people live better lives and, and function and, and do the things that they want to do in life. But there was a point where I identified, I, I had this epiphany, but I'd also been thinking about this stuff for so long already, that it seemed to me that so much conflict was was rooted in people not really sharing what they really thought. Or how they really felt. And one or the other, or both people weren't really, we say communicating, but I also think it's connecting. Um, and there's a difference there. And, and that just put me down that road. And that's how, that's just solving that problem. How can I reduce conflict? I, I don't wanna see conflict. It pains me to see anyone in conflict um, or hurting in any way. And conflict causes pain, right? It's like emotional pain. So I just don't want that anyone. And that's where the that that's how this career or this part of my career sort of shifted to what's really driving conflict, what's really driving pain, what's really driving behaviors. You know, why are we doing what we do? Why do I do what I do? And just I just keep asking the question, why, 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 why? And um, and after, you know, 22 years, I just keep getting funneled down and landing on the emotional health aspect of our overall well-being and our, you know, person. And that's kind of where that went. And and then just digging in and trying to solve that problem, which then opens up this huge can of worms, but this huge... Um, it's like endless because behaviors are endless but as I dug into it more and more I'm seeing that there is a root cause this is what I'm seeing through research through observation through experimentation and not my research I mean like everybody else's research for you know years and decades and and longer and it it just to me what it led to was this lack of feeling loved and connected and a sense of belonging, and that's how I get to the emotional health, um, we're struggling with that. And and when, we, <laughs> when we're struggling to feel loved and connected, it causes pain and a human will do anything to ease their pain or avoid their pain. And in the absence of knowing how to love and connect, we turn to behaviors and then that's where, so that's, that's like how this whole path went down and just trying to figure it out. And I'll finish this little part here with trying to figure out my own pain. What I learned, it took me 15 years to figure it out from that first, you know, epiphany around conflict. It took me like 15 years to figure out that the Uchi app ultimately was really my solution, my problem-solving, to solve my own pain of not feeling heard and understood and valued by my parents. That's really what I was trying to solve. And truth be told, it, it works. It works brilliantly,
0: actually. Well, I mean, it. so you mentioned the app, and you mentioned that part of it. I do want to. It's. Uh, I want to hear about that right now, but I want to park right here so we don't forget to talk about it. Just the national. Focus that's starting to happen, Surgeon General and a lot of government talk people Mm -hmm. talking about emotional. They talk about mental health, but you say it's emotional health. But let's talk about that app and how right you were feeling everything that you just talked about, disconnected, Mm -hmm. um, the pain of you know, you didn't feel feel loved enough, connected enough, and even with your parents, even though your dad took time to show you Mm -hmm. how to fix the machine, how to do the things, Mm -hmm. you weren't there was something that was missing. Mm-hmm. And and you're like carrying this around and you're a problem solver. So you create this. So yeah. let's talk about, and also because you know, we're we are a group of of business owners and entrepreneurs, the importance of connection and relationships can't mm-hmm. ever be understated. But let me talk ask you about this. So Uchi didn't feel connected with your parents, totally made a difference. Why don't you describe what the Uchi app is and how somebody who's feeling how, right so many people feel like you just said how does that that app get you out of that hole
1: yeah yeah so uchi was my solution so so the way it started is when i was observing that conflict between a father and his teenage daughter and it occurred to me that they just weren't sharing what they really felt or how they really thought And I thought, well, what if there's a way to help people share what's really on their mind and in their heart? And and at the time, so this is back in 2001. So at the time, I'd been writing tons and tons of emails with like friends and stuff, and we would have these epic conversations, really authentic, heartfelt, vulnerable conversations, but through email. So that would last like weeks or months, you know, like just back and forth, like pen pals, right? Like, but it was only through writing. I mean, some of these people I'd only ever met in person once or or never at all, you know? Yeah. So I was like, well, parents and kids can do this. You can do it in their own home, you know, but they don't, I mean, they're not going to write an email in their own home and and you open up an email window and where where do you begin? Okay. So I was like, what if we just start and prompt with a couple of simple questions just to get the ball rolling? But these are questions that would be just right below surface level conversation right and below the texting type stuff even though that wasn't really happening back in 2001 but the you know not the logistical kind of questions but really how do you see the world i want to understand how you see the world and i want to share with you how i see the world and that's what that's all it is so uchi is this app with a massive database of questions all over the all over the spectrum we avoid controversial stuff. We avoid, you know, we're not trying to figure out your deep, dark secrets um, or have you share them. Uchi doesn't read anything. Everything on Uchi is 100% private. Nothing is ever public on Uchi. Um, but you answer questions. Your Uchi friends because Uchi in Japanese means in group or inner mm-hmm. circle. Mm-hmm. So it's really about connecting with the people closest to you. Because even in even in a family living under the same roof, people feel lonely and isolated even when they live together, right. you know, that That's happens right. all the time, especially in like couples, marriages, you know, things like that, yeah. even under the same roof, people feel lonely and isolated. So UCHI is just a, an easy way to share your perspective. You don't have to think about what should I talk about? Just answer a question. And the two main rules of UCHI are only your UCHI friends can read your answer. So nobody else has access to your answer. Only your UCHI friends And you can only read a friend's answer if you've already answered that question. Um, So you have to contribute in order to consume. And one of the big problems on social media is that everybody's talking, but no one's really listening or engaging back. It's like a one-way exchange of information, right? Like 99% of tweets get zero engagement. So how do you feel heard if nobody's, you know talking about this topic with you Mm -hmm. you don't feel heard you don't feel understood and that's what Uchi does it gives everybody the fair shake to share their perspective only your people your Uchi can read your answer and comment and it feels amazing and you know when I first launched it it was a website because in 2003 when when it went live there were no smartphones you know there were no apps um, in 2003, so it was a web-based. You know, it was just a website, but oh my god! I, you know, I launched it originally intended for um, parents with teenagers, but I was like, well, I should, I should just give it a try and, and do it. You know, so I got my parents to do it, and and within like two to three weeks, noticeable improvements in our relationship. Noticeable improvement, like just by sharing your perspective and knowing that the people you care about are reading it. When we would talk in person or on the phone, I felt like they were actually listening to me. Uh Like for the first time, they weren't just interrupting me and cutting me off and sharing their story. They would listen. And then I was so much more patient with my parents. And we did it for nine months straight, like every single day for nine months, we answered questions. (laughs) And I don't even think we had an argument in nine months. And I get along with my parents and everything, but you know, we also... Butt heads a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. But the the big problem that I was really addressing for myself was all the judgment that I was raised with, like constant judgment and criticism, and also emotional neglect, which is like, why are you crying? It's not a big deal. Don't cry about that. You know, yeah. don't be such a baby. Yeah. That's emotional neglect. That hurts. That causes your stress to go up, your cortisol goes up, you're feeling pain. You don't feel valued. You don't feel loved. And then you got to compensate in some way. And one of the, the primary way that I compensate is by overachieving. Then I feel valuable if I overachieve. And I'll relate this back to the business world since this is important, yep, right? Yep, yeah. Is a lot of times I do feel like we we try to overachieve in our business and start doing big things as solopreneurs or business owners, or we just work, 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 work because we're trying to feel valued that's and value translates to love in our brain if I feel valuable I feel love you know Mm. if you disrespect me I'm your boss and you disrespected me you're not valuing me that triggers my pain of not feeling valued and loved probably as a child and then I'm going to react I'm going to micromanage you I'm going to yell at you I'm going to make you come to work even though virtual you know virtual work is fine for most companies it's all these different ways that we behave in order to get that control back, to ease our pain of not feeling valued, not feeling heard, not feeling understood, not feeling loved.
0: And I love that, right? Because we we honestly, you guys, uh, Kevin and I were like, how are we going to relate this to the business? Well, well, in business, we are all people. And I just thought it. this was a really interesting um, and valuable conversation to have. And now I see the I see a connection, which I'm gonna give is, you another one
1: later too. Oh, good, <laughs> which
0: is kind of what you just said that when if we're feeling loved and connected to the people who are important in our life, like our non-work life.
1: But it can be work life too. It's work right. Life it could too. be,
0: right? If that's yeah. a thing, right? That's mm-hmm. so interesting. Because yeah. you know, I'm not a phone talker. I'm gonna tell you this. So I'm not a phone talker, but my daughter Alex and I, we talk twice a week when she's driving to work. And those are the conversations where um, it's just like, what'd you have for dinner last night? Or, you know, uh, oh, the cat wasn't feeling well. What did the vet say? Like that kind of thing. Or is your kale coming up in your garden? Right? Like different things that I don't necessarily, I'm not a phone talker, so I don't have that chit chat. With other mm-hmm. people but then it's just that deeper knowledge of oh well she's probably just getting to work right now and she dropped the dog off at daycare and like knowing that about her mm-hmm. is a connection mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. okay
0: and then i want to hear your connection then i want to talk about yeah, the knowing big, those the day-to-day day
1: routine. routines but it's right. also the day-to-day slightly deeper stuff you know like i mean this wouldn't come this question always pops into my mind but i really enjoy it is you know, for a family that's using the app, or just even around a dinner table, or talking on the phone, wherever you happen to be, you know, in the world, you know, how would you define your role in your family? You know, that's like an Uchi question. You um, know, I was going to ask you what some of the questions are. That's okay. like, an, but but an Uchi question can be, "What's your favorite color?" You know, or okay. you know, I mean, it can be, it can be all over the place. But it's it's get those conversations going because a lot of times. How can we ever expect to have the big conversations if we struggle to have the little conversations?
0: Ooh, good stuff. Yes.
1: right. So if a, if a, if someone at work is not behaving, you know, like the way you want, not doing what you want them to do, and it's like, oh, you call them into your office and it's like, you know, your numbers aren't up and what's going on here and why aren't you doing this? And there's an attack. I'm on the defense. It, nothing's really, I mean, that's that's going to be really difficult to make forward progress. But, you know, understanding the person. Do I even know this person? Do I know that they've got, you know, a new baby at home that's like, you know, not sleeping through the night and is very colicky? And do I, do I understand where that person's coming from? And, oh, maybe that's why they're tired. Maybe that's why they're not quite as focused right now or they're a little distracted. And if I don't know that about a person, if I don't just know the people that I'm working with, about them and how they like to interact and go about their day and what's going on in their day-to-day life outside of work. How can I relate to them? How can I understand them? How can I be compassionate? How can I work with them if I don't really know them? You know, so some people the-
0: I can I can imagine though some people are like well that's too much work right to know what everybody's doing in my business. But on the other hand, hiring a new person is awfully hard too right and and having to deal with with people that aren't doing their work because oh they feel my undervalued, gosh. right?
1: I mean, you nailed it. You just nailed it. The great resignation, mm-hmm. quiet quitting, you know, 85% of the global workforce is considered disengaged in some way. That's like paying a hundred people to do the job of 15 people. Wow, That's the global workforce, you know? So when you don't feel valued at work, If your boss doesn't listen to you, if your senior managers don't really, I mean, 75% of people quit their job. This is Gallup data. 75% of people quit their job because of their boss. Now, is it because their boss is overweight? Is that why they quit their job? No. Did they quit their job because the boss didn't take 10,000 steps that day? No. Did they quit their job because the boss didn't eat enough vegetables? No. They quit their job because they don't feel valued. They don't feel like their boss understands them and hears them and and respects them. So it's like, well, I'm out of here. And what happens is when we don't have those good relationships with our boss and our peers, our coworkers, um, then we disengage, we get cynical, we start criticizing everything, we start sabotaging things, we don't do as much work, we don't do more work as well. This is all costing money. Right? And it's costing innovation for sure as well, and productivity. And then eventually we quit, which goes back. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but the cost of of losing an employee and then rehiring and fine, I mean, and getting That's them much. up to speed, I mean, it's yeah. at least six months before they're, and I think more like a year before they're really fully integrated yeah. back into the flow of the workplace. that is so much time, money, energy take five to 10 minutes a day and get to know, you know, if I know that when you get to work, you like to get a cup of coffee and have quiet time to go through your email, then I know, oh, don't bother Susan in the morning because she likes to, you know, have quiet time. But if I know Susan likes to get a cup of coffee and say hello to everybody, then I can go up and say, hey, Susan, I was thinking about this the other day. Or blah, blah. I know how to work with you better. It's the little things.
0: This is amazing. And I think I mentioned to you, my daughter works for a company called work Human which oh, yeah, is familiar. also similar is addressing but not on the relationship level theirs is ways for upper um i guess like bosses to mm-hmm. or coworkers to recognize each other through points which is then mm-hmm. stuff money and stuff which is kind of cool too like any way right. that we can i guess make it easier to understand Mm -hmm. what drives people. I'd love to, um, we're going to run out of time, but there's just so much to talk about here.
1: I'd love to share the innovation part and I can do that really quick.
0: Yeah, I want to stay where you are for just a second because, right, so families and then corporate Mm -hmm. we talked about. So Mm -hmm. people in my world, we're usually solopreneurs and we're usually leaning into communities right i have the rise above noise community Mm -hmm. get my idea lab community i have my mastermind communities my power Mm -hmm. hour communities right so Mm -hmm. i can imagine that if we were to set up these kinds this you know um do you have like circles on uchi where some it's like different is that yeah. how it works yeah right, because so if we Uchi were to set is, that up and it's different, different it's different than yeah. going on to linkedin where where people are like can you share this for me can you share this for me right this is the personal stuff and understanding mm-hmm. that and having a more of a right we're humans mm-hmm. on this earth at the same time and just oh right right We're we're people and we're more than just referral sources from for each other
1: right which becomes very transactional rather than relation
0: yes and so i can see that that's a use for this for this app in Mm -hmm. as for a solopreneur i know we were trying to think of like okay how does that work but to understand people at that at that level love Mm -hmm. to talk about innovation and i want to also talk about um just our country and the need for this in our country
1: yeah that's a big one so the innovation thing i'll just touch on really quickly it's, it's like I was saying before about behavior. So any behavior, whether it's destructive behavior like drug addiction, or it's constructive behavior like an invention or something, behaviors are, in my opinion, rooted in your emotional health. And the more your emotional health is being nurtured, the happier you are, right? And we know from research as well, like the Harvard study, it's been 80 plus years now, we know that the key to happiness is connection like that's that's like a eighty year long study now and it's still going. Um, so the more we connect and the more we relate and the more we love each other. So at, at this one company, I mean, I loved my team. I loved working with my fellow engineers and marketing and salespeople, and we were just vibing off each other. We're joking. We're we're connecting on all different levels. We're always sharing not not through Uchi because I didn't have it back then, but um, but we're just connecting. And we know each other, we know about each other's family life and dating life and sports and hobbies. And we just were so integrated. We loved each other. And inventions were just like coming out the wood, like mm-hmm. we were constantly innovating and it was always a safe place because we loved each other as people. Like we knew each other. You don't have to love everyone. I'm not talking about like love, 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 but value each other. Value, Recognize that everybody in your office is there for a reason they have a value, and if they don't, then they shouldn't be there, right? Then they, they need to be let go, and that's that happens too. But when we really value each other, if you have an idea and it's terrible, I mean, I can't tell you how many horrible ideas I've had, um, but you have an idea, even if it's terrible, it doesn't mean you're a terrible person and don't have value, just that idea wasn't good. So we're always sharing ideas, and that's how so many of these patents came to be because we felt safe, we felt valued, we were connected, and it's like the rising tide lifts all boats, you know? We were all just, like, vibrating at this frequency of, like, going to the office. It was just a blast. Like, we had a blast.
0: That's awesome, right? That's what we need more of that.
1: It's It's super fun. I mean, it's just we're laughing we're joking we're 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 innovating we're off topic we're on topic i mean it's just well especially
0: if it's people like you who are getting your your brain drugs right you're getting your endorphins and your dopamine and your oxytocin oxytocin yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because you're belonging and then you've got the um Dopamine because you're innovating and you're thinking and things are firing mm-hmm. off like all mm-hmm. of the things. So yeah, and then, I can you're, see where and going then your work.
1: mental health—you're really engaged mentally, which I'm going to my frontal lobe. Since mm-hmm. emotional health is more like in your amygdala, your midbrain, mm-hmm. but you're you're thinking really hard. You're really working through these difficult problems, so you're mentally thinking hard. That's your mental health, in my opinion, is how hard you can think and and your your ability to focus and concentrate and and perform cognitive tasks to me that's what mental health is about and that's how we you know you put it all together because it all has to go together everything's feeding off each other right if you're exhausted you can't really think very you know, that's right very straight very well and and spiritual like why am i even going to the office do i feel like i'm adding value to the world or w- what matters to me because for me spiritual health is all about your purpose and you can have many purposes so it's putting all of that together this is like the balanced wellness like the four tires on a car you've got to nurture all four physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. And when all those tires are inflated in your car and everyone around you, you are just cruising down the highway.
0: I love that analogy. That's so good. So good. So the idea is that we get everybody in the country onto Uchi, and they feel loved and valued. And then we don't have as many shootings, domestic violence. Like I'm just mm-hmm. thinking of all that's exactly where of, it like, goes. This is a big, hairy, audacious goal for you. It's a BHAG, right? Like yeah. to, to get people to connect. And to just. But in their
1: Uchis, right? It, you don't have to connect with everybody like right. on oh, your no, Twitter, right? right? It's no. your Uchi, and then that overlaps with my Uchi, and there's a couple overlap with this Uchi and that Uchi, and then we all end up connecting.
0: Well, once you so, feel better. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: what an honor it is to, um, to spend time with you and to learn more about your mission and how you're making this world. A better place. You, you know, people like you are my mission, right? That's why I want to be able to put the spotlight on people who are making, making a difference, a real difference in the world. And I, I appreciate you. So, uh, so we talked about the Uchi app and I will put the link in the uh, show notes and in the, in the chat over here. Is there anything else? Do you have another call to action? I don't think I even asked you if you had a call to action, anything else
1: you'd like people to do? I mean, really just go have fun on Uchi, you know, invite a couple of friends, start answering some questions. Don't overdo it because you know you can't build a relationship in a day. Uh-huh. Right. I think that's why most team building programs don't really work very well because the team building activity is great, but then what happens when you get back to the office? Like it's it's out the window. But with Uchi, it's that little drip, drip, drip. Answer a question today, answer another question a couple of days from now. It's not meant to be done in real time. It's not like a Slack message board or Discord, it's not a real-time activity. Just answer a couple of questions on a Saturday and read a couple answers on Sunday and comment here and there. And over time, although we do find that if you're doing it regularly with some people, even within like a week or two, you'll start to notice changes of how you feel and you just end up being happier because you're connecting. <laughs> it just, that's what our data shows. Like it doesn't take long, but you got to keep it going. Um, So just use Uchi, it's free, have fun, it's safe and private, have fun. Perfect,
0: perfect, perfect. With that, um, thanks for anybody who kind of tuned into our Rise Above Noise spotlight. I've said this before, people in our community, now more than ever, our world needs you to show up. And when I say marketing, all right, I do marketing, I do marketing, but it's really how can you show up so that the people who need you the most can find you so that you can, they can get in, wake up in the morning and they're like been up all night, tossing and turning, and they don't know what to do. And they get a lovely, generous email from you in the morning, they get an Uchi Uh, answer from you. They get, you know, uh, they see you on uh, Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever, and you're raising their vibration by raising your own vibration. And that's what the Rise Above Noise community is all about. And people like Kevin who are in our community and the others who are in our community who are making this change, I honor you and I appreciate you. And I'm so, so happy that we've spent this time together.
1: Thanks, Susan.